This podcast is made possible by all our backers on Patreon. If you want to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective. By becoming a Patreon, you not only support the show, but you get a lot of cool rewards like stickers or our exclusive access to our Slack channel where you can chat and trade and battle with other trainers that also listen to It's Super Effective. If you enjoy what you're listening to and you want to keep enjoying what you're listening to, head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and support the show. If not, no big deal. These episodes will always be free, but we would appreciate any support if you can. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 194th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. And I'm trying out new recording equipment, so I apologize if you all have to suffer through um, my biological noises that I have not been picked up previously. (laughs) I pre-apologize. What were you using before? You were using your, like, Astro gaming headset, were you not? Oh, well, it's not an Astro. It's a Turtle Beach Stealth 400. Oh. But yes, I was using that. And you are now using a Yeti. Blue Yeti. A blue, blue Yeti. Yeti. Which, which was the mic I used probably for 50 or 60 episodes. And then I switched to a Yeti Pro. Well, this was affordable. And I figured after uh, three years of podcasting i might as well get a actual mic as opposed to my iphone headset or etc um and this does have the butt setting so yeah but it's a heart it's called cardioid that's why they called it cardioid who is that magical voice i can hear like a heart headphones uh that's travis Ooh, i had a whole i can't I can't do my joke now. Uh, you're like give, give spreading misinformation about. I'll do the. I'll do the joke. I was gonna be no, like, no, no. Let it, get get a get a good intro. Okay. Yeah. Go for it, Steve. Uh, no, I don't got anything. Uh, Travis is here. The joke I was gonna make was, what'd you say the new the subtitle of the new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game is? Super. I hardly even know her. <laughs> that was real bad, Travis. <laughs> That's a modifier. It's not even a subtitle. Wow, my TV just decided to go crazy. Ugh. Uh, this podcast is a disaster. Um, so before the show, we were talking about how the microphone that Will is using makes him sound flatter and not as warm as he normally does. So... If you, if so everyone, you, put up your put up your thermometers to, to your headphones and and figure out if Will is warm or not. Is, were you talking about my warmth while I stepped away for a moment? Yes, yes because I had. You're to, talking about how you how you bring a warmth to any room you enter in, just a warmth and a joy. I know you were talking about how flat I sound on this particular microphone, but I had to rush to turn off my television before any of Sanford and Son got recorded, and then we got a DMCA (laughs) takedown. I don't know. That's that's how I spend my Sunday evenings, watching Sanford and Son. I thought you were going to say getting DMCA takedowns. No, that's that's Monday morning at work. (laughs) (laughs) So a little... um, a little preview for the show before we go more off the deep end here. We have some Pokemon news, and then Travis and Will have some impressions of Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. And I believe Will and I both have impressions of Pokemon Picross. 
Well, I mean, I don't have impressions of either of those, but I'm willing to talk to both of you guys about them. You didn't play either? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. But I have Pokemon Shuffle news. <laughs> You're like the hardcore Pokemon guy here, and you haven't played the two things that you said you were going to play. Okay, I did competitive battling over the weekend. Don't want to hear it, no. Close the show, we're done here. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we're going to end with Pokemon of the Week. Um, but we'll probably talk about m- more Picross next week. Um, now that I found out Will that ha- Will hasn't played it, and I'm still trying to get a feel for it, because the free-to-play is definitely m- different compared to Pokemon Shuffle. But we'll get to that. And and I can give you my sense of why I have a little bit of a fear of playing it when you're ready to talk about it. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. Travis, anything new in life before we jump into news? It's going to be my birthday next week. Well, this week, it's Sunday. So today's Sunday. So this week, Thursday, is my birthday. That's pretty sweet, right? What are you turning? 23. Yes, I'm turning 16. I'll be 23. 23. The big 1-0. <laughs> 23 was a low point in my life. <laughs> well, thanks for the heads up. Wasn't it just last year? No, no. Uh, what was 23 for me was four years ago? Yeah. Math. I mean, you're asking me, uh, and it's like uh, I wasn't there. <laughs> With that silence, I thought you were waiting for like a flashback sound effect. Was that four years ago? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I hope this show goes on for at least a few more before I before I run out of megabytes on my on my Libsyn upload for the month. I didn't know that Steve was Mickey Mouse when he was twenty three. First oh, up, hey, I'm I'm on the show with Aaron. Uh. First off, I never use Lipson. <laughs> First, okay, that is a gross mischaracterization of my character. First off, I never use Lipson. <laughs> Let's rewind a bit. Um, <laughs> all right, that's. Are you doing anything exciting? Uh, I'm probably gonna. Well, I am spending the Saturday with my friends, and then probably Sunday. Doing something Are these too. your friends that make you play horrible board games for like 12 hours straight? Um, well, that would be my family. Nope. <laughs> oh, wait, horrible board game. No, I play great games with my family. You were complaining about the one with the tower and the orcs? Tower and the orcs. In the medieval setting? Sounds like Warhammer. I don't know. I was I like, why D- do I remember I more about it? you with my friends. Now. I love some D&D. other game, and you're like, "This is a horrible game," and I was stuck playing it for twelve hours. Oh, oh, that's uh, it's called like, oh, I don't remember what that game's called, but it is pretty bad. But no, those are good people. I also play some good board games with those people too. We can well, cut this out. <laughs> good thing it's not a board gaming podcast. Well, how was your week? I mean, it's pretty busy with work because you know we have to get things shut down before the holiday break but uh otherwise not too bad Um, i did do some competitive pokemon but nobody wants to hear about that so well let's hear what are you you training for uh well in the in the slack community for our patreon backers we've been doing the generations league where you have one pokemon from each generation to make up your team so I've been having those battles and doing pretty well. I've won three out of the four battles that I had to do. And the only one that I lost was because during the battle, some the person I was uh, against pointed out that two of my Pokemon were from the same generation. So that freaked me out. And Which two? <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you who's on my team. I still have people to battle, but it was Tyranitar and Smeargle. So you're um, cheating. Yeah, I was cheating, but now I have remade my team so that it is no longer. I I told them that I would forfeit and everything. They were like, no, just fix your team, and I did. Um, So I've been winning at that. And then I went to Pokemon League on Saturday, and uh, they were just having a VGC battle. And I did really, really poorly. I only won one out of, like, all the battles that I did that whole time. So there you go. That's That's the excitement. Riveting. 
Mm. Awesome. Uh, nothing new new to report on my end, unfortunately. I'm trying to think if there's anything memorable to talk about, but I don't think so. I just had a very busy last two weeks. What we were so we we missed last week because of the holiday. Yeah. So did uh, did Pokemon win all the video game awards? I never, I didn't get to see that. I, I was, was uh, I was recording my other podcast when it was on, but I don't believe they won anything from the video game awards. Is that just what it's called, the VGAs? I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever watched the VGAs. I think this was the second year it was on Twitch. Oh, Twitch! Ugh. <laughs> um. No, Witcher 3 won a bunch of stuff, which is whatever, blah. Zero interest in that. I haven't played it. I haven't played Witchers 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> well, do you even have a console of any sort? I have a 3DS. That's not a console. <laughs> a uh, well, technically, it is. It's a portable console. It's a handheld console. Oh, as opposed wow, to nerd. Um... No, I do not have any current generation consoles. Well, congratulations. I'm getting you a PS4 for Christmas. Wow! Skipping Except, right past my birthday. Yeah, well, it's both <laughs> for your birthday and Christmas. Thanks, I'm getting well. everybody PS4s this year. Anybody who needs a PS4, I'm giving them out. <laughs> that's, that's something you want to broadcast on a show that <laughs> there you thousands go. of people listen to. Send, send me your name, address, phone number, social security number, so I know it's you. <laughs> I will send you a PS4. We can get bad reviews on iTunes now that Will promised PS4s. <laughs> that guy promised me a PS4, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> I uh, was this one time. I was on. Uh, I was on one of my friend's YouTube videos, and um, we we're playing this. We play this game together, and there there was a joke. And my friend made a joke that if you put a certain like phrase in the comments that I would buy everyone who did that a like five dollar or like a two dollar DLC for that game for them and it was clearly a joke in the video and yet it got like thousands of comments of people doing just that just not getting that it was a joke and then I couldn't go online on that video game without like at least one person every game being like Dude, what the heck? You promised me that DLC. <laughs> I commented about how you like potato chips, because that's what it was. Can't escape it. That's the influential impact that you have. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm really tired. I apologize. Let's turn things up and jump into some Pokemon news. <laughs> I don't know if we... There's not a lot of good news... Mostly uh, bad news. No, the the one that I put in the pre-conversation chat. Oh, you think we read those? Yeah, I don't read that. We're gonna start with Build a Bear. <laughs> That's the one I put in the pre-conversation <laughs> chat. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think it's a bore. <laughs> you're you're making it sound like it's exciting, and it's not that exciting. I'm excited. I am literally making plans with Joe to go to a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> uh, so Build-A-Bear, um, Pokemon and Build-A-Bear partnered together. And you can get a Pikachu instead of a bear. Um, well, do the bears I mean, have specific names? They're just called animals. bears. They have a, uh, I think, you, well, you name, you name the bear yourself, so. Okay, yes. that's fair. Um, so there's there's one type of Pikachu you can get, and if you order online uh, for $60, you get a 15-inch Pikachu in a Pokeball hoodie and a Charizard hoodie. Can we, like, stop, st- hold the phone here? Why would you do Build-A-Bear online? Well, I'm getting oh. to the disappointment here. I had to explain that to my mother, too. So The whole you- point of Build-A-Bear is you go there and you yes. stuff it yourself and you Agreed. get to put the heart... You put the heart into your Build-A-Bear, it brings it to life, or you're like My Little Pony one, because those sell like hotcakes to all the 20-somethings who like that show. 
Well, and it's not only like putting the heart in it. Like you have your friend or loved one that you're at Build-A-Bear with kiss the heart and then you put it's it true. in the bear. And it's like the kiss stays with the bear or whatever mm-hmm. animal for all time. Can you... Magical. Why would you do that online? It's some. I, I don't know who's kissing my bear's heart. <laughs> That's right. That's it's, very true. Can it's you, 10 p.m. Do you know who's kissing your bear's heart? Do we know if you can stuff the My Little Pony ones or are they pre-stuffed? Uh, you st- you stuff them yourself. I, I went with my significant other. She was one of those 20-somethings I just told you. Okay, really so likes you do, My Little Ponies. <laughs> so you do stuff, because uh, I was unsure if the Pikachu, you stuff the Pikachu. Because. Probably would stuff the Pikachu as well. Um, so if you order online, you get the 15-inch Pikachu, you get the Pokeball hoodie, you get the Charizard hoodie. You get a six-in-one Pikachu sound, which is exclusive to the online, as well as the Charizard hoodie. And then you get the Build-A-Bear Workshop exclusive Pokemon TCG card, which is just a Pikachu card. But if you go to the store, your only option is the Pokeball hoodie. And it says, outfits and accessories sold separately, six-in-one Pikachu sound and Charizard hoodie, not available in stores. What? Yes, that is why it is disappointing. Because you just if, broke my little bare heart. If you want the Charizard hoodie and you want the six-in-one sound, you got to get it online. A, I don't know what a six-in-one sound is. I don't that know what it is scary. either, but it's a bullet point. Yeah, yeah. So you put, you can pay a whole, whole bunch of cat. That's the that's the thing is that. So they know they're like building an experience, and and, the, and they know that that's what they're selling, and they know that the kid will always want. Um, the more special version of it so they can remember the experience of you know have getting the greatest bear they possibly could so they're like you know we could put this little chintzy plastic card in your bear or you could uh i mean what's it what's it to your parents to pay the extra 35 dollars to put in this heart that plays sound that says i love you thank no. you so much for paying 30 dollars to give me a real soul unlike no. all of the that's they how have, it works. They have the capacity to record messages in the store. Right. So this is something I, I'm, I, I'm outraged, and I'm going to write to Mr. Bear, Mr. Build-A-Bear, whatever his name is. <laughs> John with, C. Build. <laughs> with my outrage. So well, it's actually Build-A-Bear. It's Mr. Bear. True. His first name is Build. Bill D. Bear. <laughs> So it looks, it looks like the Pikachu is designed in such a way that the typical bear accessories would fit onto it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the idea because that's also where they get the money. Is the clothes cost like forty dollars? Yeah, they are. They are quite quite pricey, which is why typically when I build a bear, I just get a ribbon tied around its neck. So. uh, yeah, aren't like the little bear shirts like twelve ninety nine or something ridiculous like that? Yeah, they're pretty pricey. Um, when Travis, when you went to build your pony, mm-hmm. were there pony exclusive? Sh- I would imagine that the bear shirts do not fit on the pony. Yeah, I don't remember there being clothes for the. Or wait, no, you there were. I think there were a, a, a limited number of pony-shaped accessories. But, yeah, I don't think the bear shirts fit. Because, you know, bears are sitting upright, whereas a pony's got all hooves on the ground. That's <laughs> fair, fair to say. Um, I'm a little dumbfounded of why the exclusives are online when... You would think that the like you would think that they would want you to go into the store to get the Charizard hoodie because then they could mm-hmm. they could rope you into more accessories. No, I agree. There's I think they might be seeing a decline in the number of in store purchases really? or something. Hmm. Possibly. Which is sad. I think Build a Bear is a worthwhile gift-giving opportunity for any occasion so do you th- so well are you going are you still getting one are you getting one online or are you getting one in store oh no i still want to get one in the store 
I want to have the experience. I want to see the Pikachu get filled up with fluff. But what if it doesn't? What if it's secretly... What if they're not stuffing? What, you mean what? what if it comes pre-stuffed? Yeah, what? I'm just... I'm just No. Then I will turn around and take my money elsewhere, Mr. Huh? Bear. Yeah, elsewhere to build a cat down the street. I will knit my own Pikachu and stuff it myself as I have Assemble the capabilities and to do. Assemble <laughs> And I will have the pleasure in my own handicrafts if Build-A-Bear cannot satisfy my needs. And I will make cute little Pikachu knit clothes and, and such hats. I'll build my own bears, and you're not invited. (laughs) But I have the skills, right? It's not a hollow threat. I could knit and or crochet my own Pikachu (laughs) if I felt like it. It's not a hollow threat. I I can't wait till – when does this thing come out, Steve? Tomorrow? Monday? I can't wait till Monday. Never. When when Will is is standing at the counter at at whatever mall in the Build-A-Bear. He's got it. He's got his pointer finger planted on the desk, and he's saying, this is the worst establishment I have ever seen. I could make my own Pikachu, and this is not a hollow threat. Allow me to show you all of my credentials. Oh, Oh, no, sir. No, what's going to happen is I'm going to get a cease and desist because Build-A-Bear has uh, acquired all rights to stuffable Pikachus and they're like, you can't even make one in your own home. <laughs> and they're going to shut me down. And I'm going to have bought all of that yellow and red yarn for nothing, for naught. I'm going to shut down Will-A-Bear. Will-A-Bear. <laughs> will it you? All right. Moving on here, Hoopa and the Clash of Ages uh, is oh, making that's a good band name. <laughs> Clash of is making a U.S. Hoopa debut on Cartoon Clash Network. Uh, uh, the latest movie will make its debut on Cartoon Network in December. The exact date is yet to be revealed. So as of this recording, which is December sixth, two thousand fifteen, for some reason people are listening to this five years in the future. Uh, there is no. Confirmation date of when Hoopa and the Clash of Ages is debuting, but sometime this month. Some more news: a level nine, a level ninety-nine Pikachu is going to be distributed in Japan. Um, the special Pikachu will be distributed on December twentieth as part of the Pokemon with You campaign. This Pikachu can be obtained in Pokemon X and Y and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. This Pikachu is level 99, knows the moves Happy Hour, Play Nice, Hold Hands, and Flash. It will also become it will also hold a rare candy and have the souvenir ribbon. Well, the Japanese get all the good things. I like the uh, rare candy it comes with. So you can level it up to 100 yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to do all the work for you, Will. Uh, there was some just announced Pokemon Symphonic Evolution dates added here. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri on May 14th and May 15th. That is a Saturday and a Sunday at the Powell Hall Theater. Saturday at 7 p.m. and then Sunday at 2 p.m. And then they recently added a London show on December 20th, which is coming up. At the Hammersmith Apollo Theater. That sounds appropriate. All right. <laughs> and if if um, if you haven't gone yet, the next three dates are the Hammersmith Apollo in in London on December twentieth, which is a Sunday. Uh, Fort Worth, Texas, January second, which is about a month away. Here at the Bass Performance Hall. And then Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, January 24th at the Heiser Hall for the Performing Arts. And that's a Sunday show at 2.35. And the Fort Worth show is at 7.30 on Saturday. So if you have not gone to Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions, both Will and I have gone. Fantastic show. Will has Mm -hmm. actually gone twice. Yes, multiple times. And I do know it's coming to Michigan for Travis, but that's not till February or February the 6th. No, February 5th. So. What's funny is I thought it had been to Pittsburgh before. I believe it has. Hmm. Pittsburgh. Uh, I, always assuming- worry, I always worry when they announce new dates because uh, I follow the producer on Twitter, and I know he has a cat, and he's always traveling, and I just feel bad for that little cat. 
Well, they just got back from Australia. They were there for like two weeks. Dude, they went from Australia to New Zealand to the Florida dates directly. He he hasn't seen that cat for like three weeks. (laughs) I think he has two cats. That doesn't make it any better. It makes it twice as worse. Those two lonely cats. They're not. They're not lonely. They have each other. Will yeah. He probably he probably went to buildabear.com, ordered a Charizard Pikachu, and then got yourself a babysitter. Well, I'm just happy to know that he's at least getting some time to visit those cats before he has to go off to Europe, jetting off to Europe for another date. It looks like he had the only only the one date in Europe though, so they're, they'll probably only be there for like two days. Why would you only go to London for two days? That's like a billion hours away. Billion hours away. <laughs> uh, do we have any other news? You said there was shuffle news, Will. I don't have that up in front of me. Uh, just that um, they are it's tomorrow, so it's uh, probably going to be too late by the time folks hear this. But tomorrow being Monday the 7th is the end of the Latios uh, escalation battle where you could get Latiosite. Um, and from what I've heard, the Latios mega power is the same as the Latias mega power, except I believe the quote from Andrew in Japan was a little more disappointing. Um, and the Steelix comp- mega Steelix competition for Steelixite is ending tomorrow also. So if you want to collect all of those mega stones in your Pokemon shuffle, you better uh, book it onto getting that uh, high score in the Mega Steelix competition by tomorrow. Book it, book it. I don't know when the Thunderous event uh, ends, but I'm, it's impossible for me to catch him, so I stopped trying. <laughs> ah, speaking of free-to-play, we're going to take a quick break and then talk about Pokemon Picross, which is the new free-to-play game that just came out about four days ago as of this recording. And then we'll also get Travis. Uh, Steve, it's free to start. Free to start. I am so sorry. And then we'll also get Travis's impressions on Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Which is also free to play once you buy it. (laughs) Once we return. (laughs) Once you made the initial $40 investment. I forgot mobile games. Like, I forgot that uh, handheld games are $40 now. Ugh. It's rough. Steve. We'll be right back. And we are back from our break. What do you guys want to talk about first? Mystery Dungeon or Picross? Uh, let's do a little Picross because that's short and because and, we're going to get back to it next week and then go on to the glorious adventure that is Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> All right. Uh, so probably a lot of our listeners knew that I was super into Pokemon Shovel. Played it daily for weeks and weeks. I put money into it. I believe I gave Pokemon Shuffle $20. And then I stopped playing because I was burnt out. Um, but I was very excited for Pokemon Picross, which came out uh, on December 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. And I am a big Sudoku fan. like puzzle games a lot. And Pokemon Picross kind of scratches that itch. Except... Well, let's let's do the good stuff here. So the the first Pokemon of choice in Pokemon Shuffle is Esper. You get an Esper right off the bat, and you can't argue with that. Esper is a great Pokemon. Do you mean Pokemon Picross? No, in Pokemon Shuffle. Oh, okay. In Pokemon Pokemon Picross, all right. They bless you 
with Puchina as your first Pokemon. Puchina? <laughs> yeah. Um, little odd, but uh, each Pokemon has... So you, have, you can hold six Pokemon, go figure, uh, before you take them into a Picross match battle <laughs> game board. So you can hold six Pokemon. Uh, five are locked right off the bat, so you cannot unlock and hold more Pokemon unless you pay um, the currency. I, fi- I forget what they're called, Picrites. Mm-hmm. I might. Yeah. I'll just call them gems to make it easier because I I don't want to keep saying the wrong the wrong name. So I'm going to say an easy wrong name like gems over and over. Um. So once you complete your first battle, which I think is a Pokeball, and you pretty much don't do it by yourself. They walk you through and how the rules work and how the puzzle mechanics work, and they it does a really really good job of explaining like strategies of how to solve puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um. Which which is major props because I think a lot of people are turned off from Sudoku because they don't know how they they understand what they need to do in Sudoku but they don't know how to form that path to get there and probably the same thing can be said about Pokemon Picross or any Picross game so Pokemon Picross does a really good job of saying like use the bottom edge to help you use the sides that like. It it walks you. The tutorial is almost too long, but I can't. You can't fault it because uh, not only is it teaching you how to play, it's teaching you strategies on how to mm-hmm. keep playing. So because a lot of those things with Sudoku as well, but um, Picross is certainly in that category. You can play those puzzles for a while and not necessarily figure out what you're looking for. Um, I mean, there are some people who are very uh, who have an affinity towards those things and can sort of work them out f- fairly quickly. But for people like me who are only good at those types of puzzles once we know what we're looking for, um, I, I like, for instance, I can solve a Rubik's Cube, but that's just because I had the instructions. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that it tells you the tools you need is, is that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes into the Pokemon having specific abilities. So what Puchina um, would do, Puchaina, however you want to say it, um, that Pokemon's ability is to randomly take 10 tiles on the board. And so if it's a 10 by 10 board, you have 100 tiles. It takes 10 of them and tells you if they're wrong or right randomly. And you can only use that power once before the before the board actually starts and then once it starts you're locked out now if you don't have puccina with you you can't do that uh, and then squirtle this is the second pokemon you get a squirtle and you can use him multiple times during a match uh i can't the the problem so the problems are maybe because i haven't played enough i'm not actually sure what squirtle did when i used him mm-hmm. uh, and then i believe oddish had a very similar ability and i'm not sure what oddish did and so for me, who wants to play a puzzle game like like Sudoku, the, even even using Puccina almost kind of feels like cheating. Mm-hmm. But I can see why people would want to use it and how it helps people stay engaged. And it's a great starter too um, to use before your match. But uh, I'm assuming as I go on and I have enough gems to unlock to hold more Pokemon. I think at this point I have like seven or eight Pokemon. Um, but I'm, I've only been taking Puccino with me because I actually find it to be a useful power that doesn't cost. So when you use a Pokemon ability, it does cost gems or not gems, but you have like, um, you have a meter that drains down. And so this is where the free to play comes in. You have this meter. Uh, I believe it, it forces. So the game after, after one round will force you to buy another Pokemon slot so you can hold two Pokemon. And then it will force you to increase your meter. And she says, the professor says, once your meter's out, you have to stop playing until the meter is charged up. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. It's free to start. Um, <laughs> so every time you like tick a box, it uses a point of that meter. So if you oh. have a meter of 300 and your game board is 100, if you tick every box once, you're using one third of your meter that will refill in like two hours. Mm-hmm. So if you're really stuck in a puzzle and you're t- 
ticking and unticking uh, boxes, maybe you just like messed up a row, so you went back to clear it. You're you're reticking it, so you're reusing parts of your meter. And you can spend like 50 gems to instantly refresh the meter, but when you complete a puzzle, you really only get like 12 gems for completing the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And if you're spending gems to refill your meter, then you're not spending gems to hold more Pokemon or mm-hmm. to advance on new stages. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good free t- start mechanic. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm like I've never had I've had it run out when I'm in the middle of a puzzle, and it's just like well I want to complete the puzzle now. Yeah. So let. Me- <laughs> well, I read something like you- somewhere that said that you could like max out the meter so that you basically have like enough moves to do any puzzle. Um. There is it. It tells you that there's a purchase. I think it's twenty dollars, and that will that will get rid of the meter altogether. Well, now that feels like cheating. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I was I was looking at Metacritic just because I I don't feel like I've played enough of it. Like I really like it so far because I like that kind of puzzle game. And it's sitting at a seventy four on Metacritic was it was actually really good. But um, the lowest review was from Nintendo enthusiasts, and their little snippet of the review was. If you love Picross but you don't want to spend over $32 for the full experience, check out the Picross series from the same developer. Um, so what they're what they're saying is you have to if you put in like $32 or around that price just like Pokemon Rumble, you can kind of unlock everything. Hmm. So the reason that I uh have not started this is because when I um back in the olden days when I graduated from college and i took the gres for the first time on paper a portion of the gres at that time were logic puzzles where you had these like stories about six people who lived in a house together and one of them would only buy sausage on tuesdays and thursdays if the other one had bought bread on wednesday and the other ones were vegetarians so they would only eat the bread but not the sausage and then you had to develop these like huge grids to figure out like who was doing what on what days <laughs> so you could answer five multiple choice questions. And I like that gave me so many horrors and everything that I just don't ever want to look at these kinds of things ever again. <laughs> I'm traumatized by the GREs. I mean, it does a good, I'm assuming there are more Pokemon with more powers and I'm not sure how hard the puzzles get, but you're you're given you're given like four sets of um achievements per puzzle so one of them is always complete in under five minutes one is complete all the other achievements at the same time which means you're doing all the achievements at once uh it's usually like bring a dark type pokemon in with you or bring a water type pokemon in with you and then there's like one other one and so i've done i think eight or nine puzzles and i've i've hit all those achievements and if though if I didn't hit like a five minute one, I would just go back and redo it. But the kind of the silly thing about redoing it is it's exactly the same puzzle. So as long as you remembered what you made, like it was like, oh, I made a Pikachu, and I know like this is for sure one of the straight lines, and this is one of the curves, and this is where I'm going to put the X's because I literally just did this puzzle. So. Of course, I'm going to solve it faster because I know what the I know what I'm making this time. Well, I mean, it is a game for all ages, <laughs> but uh, you know, the challenges may become more challenging as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I'll, I'm very curious of what the other Pokemon's powers do. Like I said, I have like seven or eight Pokemon, and the only one I really, really find of use is uh, Puchahina's power, but um, yeah, uh, that's what I got. I figured you would like it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try it so we can Pick talk Ross. more about it next week. Picross is fun. I'll try to get over my traumas and, and horrors. <laughs> and... <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with sausages or vegetarians. Right. So. Ugh. Like my life. <laughs> the two things I hate the most. Sausages and vegetarians. I have a very conflicted personality. Wait, you can have meat without sausage, bud. All right, from one Pokemon game to another, 
Travis, let's hear about this super. Let's hear about the super in Super Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, so I am a huge fan of Mystery Dungeon 2. I've talked about that before. Um, I had never played the first one, and it was really caught by surprise when I played the second, and loved the heck out of the story um, and the characters, um, and was surprised by the challenge of the game. So uh, when I heard that people didn't really like uh, Gates of Infinity or Gates 2 Infinity? Gates 2 Infinity. Uh, I was sort of disappointed, and I didn't even want to buy it because I didn't want to be disappointed in the same way that everyone else was. But when I heard that Super Mystery Dungeon was good again, I was excited, so I got it. Um, And I'm only about uh, three and a half hours in, Um, but I am... I have been enjoying it so far. Um, the fact that uh, all of the Pokemon are represented, which was uh, what a lot of people were most disappointed by about uh, Gates to Infinity. Uh, the fact that all 720 are represented is very cool. Um, I, the the, uh, the difficulty is always surprising. It's, it's weird uh, losing early on in a Pokemon. I guess not really, because some of those early gyms in the main series are pretty tough. But when you think of Pokemon uh, side games, you don't necessarily think about them as being difficult. But Mystery Dungeon uh, can be. And this one is, is no surprise. I've heard that it even gets significantly harder, and I'm already losing, so that doesn't bode super well for me. Um, should I just explain how Mystery Dungeon works, or do we assume that after, uh, with this being the fourth game, people know? No, I, mean, I think you should give a little little overview. Yeah, it's okay. been so long since Gates of Infinity has come out. So the way that it works is um, you have your little crew of Pokemon, and you roll into, surprise, a dungeon that is mysterious in that e- the dungeon is randomly generated. So even if you're playing through the same level again, um, the dungeon's going to be different this time. Um so you walk through, and it you can think of it as like a roguelike, or a, you know, I guess dungeon crawler is another term for it. So it's a top-down view um, where the you fall into a dungeon. It's a grid system, so your Pokemon occupies one square, and it is turn-based uh, in the sense that every time you move, your your party and the enemies move on their turns, even though that's that just takes place instantly, so you can basically play it like a real-time thing in the sense that if you never stop to think about what you're doing, you could just keep mashing A like it's a rumble game, although you would probably die because it's really hard. But um, but if you can slow down so that you can sort of take it at whatever pace you want, if you uh, if you stop, the enemies will, so, you can, so it's turn-based in that way. Um, and you go through the levels of the dungeon uh, as wild Pokemon are fighting you um, and it's like any Pokemon any other Pokemon game in that you get experience from defeating Pokemon and um, you get gold to spend on items. There's a lot of different items but you still have the elixir and the and like Oran berries and things like that. Um, one thing of note is that there's a mechanic called the belly or your food so if you just wander around the dungeon too much, your Pokemon will start to get hungry. So you need to either go through the dungeon quickly w- without trying to fight everything or gather all the items, um, or eat apples, which will fill you back up. Um, eat the apples. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that's a good overview. Of them. Oh, and I guess the, the other thing that makes it different is that all of your Pokemon are out at the same time. You don't, like, switch them out. So you give directions to your Pokemon and through a, a menu. Like, you can have them set to be... Uh, if they're low on health, you can have them set to run away. Uh, or if you want them to join in, you can say, like, let's go in together, and your whole party will go in um, and fight the enemy together. Um, so, I was going to say, isn't one of the classic mechanics of the Mystery Dungeon series that if you get stuck somewhere, you can ask for help from yes. like, street passes or your friends or something like that? Yeah, so um, 
it started in the in the those early games there were like there was a code system so if if you died and you didn't want to start all the way back at the beginning of the dungeon you would be given you could have a code given and if someone else put that code in something like that put that that code in their game then they could do a, a mini game to like save you and then you would that would get a code and give it to you and then you'd be set um, and you could continue and that continues in this game except it's simpler because it's just a QR code now as opposed to typing in a huge uh, code um, so my positive impressions in the game is that I think it looks pretty nice um, it's it's cartoonish it, you know it's not like a hyper realistic gritty Pokemon but I wouldn't want that anyway <laughs> um, I think but I think the art style is pretty um, the, I appreciate the humor. It's definitely a kid's game in, in that... Um, well, the, it's it's canonical that you are a kid. <laughs> like you, So you... The, the premise of all of the Mystery Dungeon games is that you, a human, playing this video game are transformed into a Pokemon in the Pokemon world. Uh, and in this one, you're transformed into a child. Like a young Pokemon, and I don't remember that being part of the other ones. Um, and so you go to essentially Pokemon Elementary School, um, and so that's sort of weird that it's definitely aimed at children. And yet, I, a, an almost twenty-three-year-old, are uh, I'm, I'm losing pretty regularly. Um, well, it's also like um, similar to the like Poke Park games where the Pokemon have their own community. They're not just like wild yes. creatures living out in the world they yeah, actually there are have no like humans. buildings and yeah there are no towns in the stuff. world of um of mystery dungeon so you are a pokemon talking to other pokemon um the uh personality quiz mechanic that's been in the earlier games where uh the at the start you answer some questions about yourself and then it assigns you a pokemon remains although this time you can say so this time i got I got Chikorita, and I and I thought that was fine. I played with Chikorita, but if you ended up with say Chikorita and didn't want it, you could then just choose your own. But it will still match you with the one that it says matches your personality, um, which I thought was cool. Uh, and I mean, the fact that they did that, uh, I, I've always liked that mechanic. When in in Mystery Dungeon Two, I got Meowth, which was not a Pokemon I had much of an attachment to before playing that game, and now after. And then after playing through it, Meowth is one of my favorite Pokemon. So it really does a good job convincing you that this Pokemon is is uh, your essence or what have you. Um, or was I go? Oh, the the thing I don't like about it so far is um, a criticism or a complaint that I tend to have that is common for me to have about Pokemon games, whether they be side games or main series games. I mean, obviously I like basically every Pokemon thing that I touch, but when I do have a criticism, it's often that this game has a slow start. Um, and this one unequivocally does. It has, and I, so I'm, like I said, about three and a half hours in. It's how Mystery Dungeon was, it was, or not Mystery Dungeon, but Gates to Infinity was very, yeah. very slow. I am three and a half hours in and I'm still in the tutorial levels. Um, and I looked online to see how long it's been taking most people to get through the tutorials. And it's, uh, five or more hours <laughs> for most people of Boy. tutorial. Uh, it's, <laughs> and so it's not, it's not like pure tutorial, um, because you learn the basics pretty much right off the bat, but you're not going to have all of the mechanics till that point. Uh, which is infuriating to me. I'm three and a half hours in, and I haven't even been able to recruit Pokemon to my team, so I'm still rolling with my original two, uh, which is frustrating, although I imagine once I get out of that, I'll have a more pleasant experience. But um, and, I can, and I wouldn't say that it's a boring tutorial, right? I've enjoyed the tutorial. It's not like a list of text telling me how the game works. Um, it's more of an experiential tutorial, but... The fact that I'm this far into the game and I haven't unlocked all the mechanics makes it um, makes me less enticed less enticed to pick up the game and 
and just start playing it when I know, oh yeah, I'm still in the tutorial. I have to work through that before I get through the act through to the actual game, and that's still about an hour and a half more of tutorial at least. But you're liking um, it so far. Yes, that's my only complaint. Um, I like the way in which the game is difficult, which is um, it's not necessarily difficult where, well, sometimes it is. Some bosses will do a whole bunch of damage to you, but more often than not, it's not that you can't beat the Pokemon that you see, but more that you get worn down through the dungeon, which I feel like is how these games should operate, that you feel like you have limited resources, uh, and those resources are in the form of... um, items that you can use to so put enemies to sleep or something like that. Uh, it comes in the form of PP, which is not, which is much, much more important in this game than it is in the main series games because you'll be going through a dungeon using your favorite move over and over again, and then you'll be on floor two and you'll be out of it, and you'll think, oh, I probably shouldn't have used uh, Razor Leaf, as is my case with Chikorita, on everything. I should have saved that more powerful move for when I really needed it. I'll have to burn through a few more elixirs. And then the third resource is uh, your apples for your for your hunger. So if you want to explore the entire dungeon and get all the items, you better have a lot of apples. So this idea that it's not um, mechanically difficult, like you're not worried about button presses or something like that, but you're worried about... Um, your decision-making and rationing can be kind of fun. So, so that's just guidance for life there, isn't it? If you want to be successful, you'd better have a lot of apples. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunately how life works, yeah. Or at least how capitalism works. <laughs> so $40, though, and you bought it, um, you bought the retail version? I did, yeah. Is there any um, like DLC or like a little store to download updates? I think Gates Infinity had that. Um, right, I yeah, don't you get missions, know. right? Yeah, and I mean, oh, the do, the, do they have the, the Pelipper that gives you missions? I don't know if that's the case. Um, the game basically that. will go on forever, though, um, because you can always go through the the dungeons as long as you want and try to get all. 720. I haven't gotten this far yet, but the mechanic for recruiting Pokemon is similar to what it was in Gates 2 Infinity as opposed to the first two um, Mystery Dungeon games in that um, instead of the first two Mystery Dungeon games where just beating a Pokemon gave you a percent chance to have it uh, recruited on your team in Super Mystery Dungeon, and I understand the mechanic was similar in Gates to Infinity. You have, you can go into a menu that has a web of, like a sort of a constellation of Pokemon, and when you help one out, it's likely to be recruit. You you recruit it. Uh, You do like a mission for it and recruit it, Um, and then doing that allows you to connect to the other Pokemon that are in a web next to it. Um, apparently a lot of people didn't like it in Gates to Infinity because you could only have one quest active at a time, uh, but now you can do multiple, so it fixes that problem. But yeah, I don't know about DLC or anything like that. So Cool. Well, there you go. We got two new Pokemon games this December, both very different, one puzzly, yep. one adventure And you can still always go back to Pokemon Shuffle if you care for that. Hmm. Will, are you still playing Rumble World? Every day. Oh, man. I, I finally got to the point where I could get the um, luck balloon, which takes you to the places where you... It, like, lands you in places where you have Pokemon that you haven't caught yet. Um, so you can complete your Pokedex. And I'm still doing terrible, but oh, I man. do it every single day. Well, isn't that a grind? Is it still exciting? No, I just do one level a day. And I'm like, all you have to do is walk through and kill all the Pokemon and hopefully, you know, get one to become your friend or part of your Pokedex. And if you don't, well, it's always there tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Uh, Well, there we go. We'll probably have as... Will, are you picking up Mystery Dungeon? 
Uh, it's not calling out to me, but I was actually just thinking that I'm heading into the Christmas holiday without a new Pokemon game. <laughs> Christmas so. time is No, don't here. do it. Don't do it. That is the most horrible song ever. Uh. So I might, just so I have something to play. Um, I, I will say that my apartment is falling apart just because I'm using new recording equipment. I wasn't um, sure that was you or Travis just that, sh- like, that shuffling in a seat. Yep, huh? no, 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 my, my apartment is literally falling apart. Um, I am getting uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon probably for anyone who I am buying a gift for, who is not getting a PS4, I'm, I'm most likely <laughs> Oh, okay. The huh? Super Mystery Dungeon. I see. Uh, well, as Travis plays more Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, and I play more Picross, and if Will plays any of those two, we'll probably have more to talk about yeah. uh, within the following weeks. Oh, I'm definitely going to pick up Picross. Because I need more free to starts. Yep. (laughs) With that being said, we could probably just jump to our Pokemon of the Week. Just a very simple show for you guys. And to celebrate the the release of Pokemon Picross and the first Pokemon they decided for us to catch, which was Puchaina. Puchaina. Puchina, as I call it. That is our Pokemon of the Week. So I didn't want to make... <laughs> the end, goodbye. I was going to say, do, do I just start or do you read Bulbapedia things? Uh, I'll read Bulbapedia as you come up yeah. with a move set. Well, uh, and I'll, I'll probably say for Mydena, right? Yeah, that's what I'm already doing. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll say that uh, Puchina is the bite Pokemon because it's always biting my style. <laughs> hey! hey. Uh, Puch- Puchina is a Pokemon similar in experience similar in appearance to hyenas and canines you could probably guess by its name its body is primarily gray with a black face throat and feet and belly its eyes have yellow that's a hard c Sclera. sclera it's a hard sclera sorry i did not yeah i don't know what that word is will can you tell me what that word is is that Uh, part of the the eye part of the eye that's not the iris the white part oh oh the white part that's all you that's all you can say except except it's yellow uh and red irises that is the opposite of the white part (laughs) (laughs) and its nose is also red. Like Rudolph. Its lower jaw has two pointed teeth sticking out. The fur at the base of its tail is rumpled and shaggy. Puchina has gray paw pads and three toed paws. Puchina has a very keen sense of smell, allowing it to find and chase its prey with ease. It takes a bite at anything that moves and makes the hair on its tail bristle out to try to intimidate foes. Known for its tenacious nature, it chases after prey until the victim becomes exhausted. If the prey strikes back, it may turn tail. I'm getting like text. It's omnivorous and will eat anything. This Pokemon um, lives in grasslands and forests. Omnivorous. I know. I like. I slurred it real bad there. Yeah, but it also means eat anything. So if I was editing this, I would probably just revise that sentence completely. You can say it is omnivorous without having to say that it eats anything because that's what omnivorous means. Well, I didn't write the Bulbapedia copy. I am critiquing the gestalt. (laughs) (laughs) Have we given you enough time, Travis? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm ready. Do I go? Let's hear this moveset. I thought that this would be easy. I thought Mighty Eno would be a pretty easy Pokemon to come up with a move for which one would... Ooh, how do I end the sentence without a preposition? Uh, someone stall for me. No. <laughs> I thought that it would be easy to make a moveset for Mighty Eno because when you see the fact that it has Moxie and Sucker Punch, you think your job's over, right? Because <laughs> you're like, okay, I just need to make a move set so that you you have it sort of be like a, a cleanup sweeper so the rest of your team does its thing um, maybe you have I think a very wise thing to do if you're using a Mightyena is to have something that can set up a sticky web um, because Mightyena is not that fast with a speed of 70 um, set up a sticky web all of your Pokemon sort of do their thing 
you get a free switch in a Mighty Ina when some other Pokemon dies, um, and then you sucker punch something, it dies, and then you get the Moxie boost, which Moxie is an ability where once a Pokemon dies, your attack goes up by a stage, similar to if you used half of a Swords Dance, I guess, or uh, like Howl or something like that, which is a move the Mighty Ina has. So you get one stage boost on your attack, um, and then you can hopefully kill the next Pokemon that comes out and get Moxie Boost again, and then the snowballs roll and then you're done. However, Mighty Ina doesn't have that deep of a move pool, um, so you have to end up dipping into some uh, questionable moves if you want to make a full moveset. Uh, and not, not nothing too bad. I, I just typically don't like running the elemental fang moves because they don't do that much damage. Um, but the moves that I have is an expert belt set. So expert belt is the item where you get a 20% damage increase if the attack is super effective. And then sucker punch is going to be your dark type stab move. Play rough uh, is a fairy type move that gives you quite good coverage against things would, that would typically be super effective against you, namely fighting types. Um, Iron Tail uh, is just a great physical move that gives you some additional um, coverage th against things like rock and, and ice. Um, so more coverage for your expert belt. And then for the final move, it was difficult to think of something. So I guess uh, Ice Fang would work pretty well because that gets you coverage against ground and flying, which you didn't have otherwise. And I think Dragon, which you didn't have. Oh, no, you did with, with Play Rough. But... Um, should give you decent coverage for your expert belt. Um, and then 252 attack and speed EVs will work um, with uh, either an adamant nature or... Yeah, adamant's probably going to be adamant's probably going to be the one you want to go with because even with more speed, you're probably not going to outspeed something. So you're probably going to have to rely on either the um, priority bonus from Sucker Punch or the... Uh, sticky web that some other Pokemon set up to lower the speed of your opponents because you're not going to be outspeeding a lot with 70. And that's what really surprised me. I thought Mighty Ina's um, stats were higher, base stats were higher, but its highest is 90 and that's its attack. And then HP, defense, and speed are 70 and special attack and special defense are 60. So Mighty Ina is not the cream of the crop, unfortunately. <laughs> I was surprised by it. I thought Mighty was at least a little better than that. But alas, you can make it work, I'm sure. And that's probably the way to do it, is that sort of clean-up sweeper thing. Uh, Intimidate, though, is still pretty popular, in, in doubles at least. Yeah, Intimidate's good, but not on something that you're looking to end, end out the game with, which when you... When Sucker Punch is really what you're relying on, um, because that's what Mighty Ina gets that's good, right? Is access to uh, uh, same type attack boosted Sucker Punch. Um, Intimidate is better when something is sort of bulkier and can actually take a hit. I don't even, I don't think Mighty Ina would really be able to take many hits, even if you intimidate the Pokemon first. Um, so Intimidate's good on like a Gyarados, where it is sort of an offensive. It does have a lot of offensive capabilities, but it's also not likely to die in one hit unless it's from like a four times super effective thing um, where it's sort of tankier in that sense. But Moxie is, is what you would want to go with on a Pokemon like this who you're banking on the ability to not take hits and just uh, dish out the hurt. Yeah, do everything you can to increase that attack power. Yeah. The physical uh, the, attack. The origin... Uh, while Puchina shares similarities with both wolves and hyenas, uh, it might actually be based off of the Tasmanian Devil due to how small it is compared to the other two. There you have it. There you have it. That was the only like, real fun fact besides Puchina having the lowest base stat total of all Dark-type Pokemon. If you <laughs> get a shiny one... It's actually a really cool shiny. It's like gold instead of um, that grayish silver. It is a beautiful hmm. gold. Yep. With blue eyes. It's that Apple Apple watch gold. Ugh. 
Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting choice for Pokemon Pacross being the first Pokemon. It's the first Pokemon, non-starter Pokemon in Gen 3. Yeah. The one in the and, wild. And yeah, since Aorus came out, I guess it's the most recent game. I wonder if the people, like the people who work on these free-to-play Pokemon games, like they they get a pick. Like somebody <laughs> somebody just loves Puccina and wanted them. Like the person. Doesn't Super Pokemon Rumble start with? Don't you start with a Rattata? Ah, uh, is it a Rattata? I don't Wait. know if Super Pokemon Rumble is the right one, but Wait. the whatever the. <laughs> What is Super Pokemon Rumble? Isn't that isn't that the one that was on 3DS, like an early 3DS release? Yeah. So um, Bulbapedia, here we go. I played through that game. I I beat that game. In Pokemon Rumble World, you start with Pikachu, don't you? Pokemon Rumble Blast. That's what it's called. It was called Super Pokemon Rumble in Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. But what do you start with in that one? You start with. uh, Come on, Bulbapedia. Oh, wow, it says Pikachu, but I thought for sure it was Rattata. Huh. Hmm. Your memory's a blur. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, the ga- I guess the show's over. <laughs> Pikachu it is. <laughs> Travis, where can they find you? Twitter.com slash the Travis W. Awesome. Will, where can they find you? Uh, at the Anne Arundel Mall, Build a Bear angrily mm-hmm. threatening them for their inferior products for Pikachus, or on Twitter at uh, Wash in the Sink, W A S H I N T H E S I N K. It's a good place to be. Wow. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. That's going to be the best way to stay up to date with uh, when shows come out or do not come out. <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't give us a hard time. It was a Thanksgiving holiday. I mean, they can give us a hard time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I still. Where are we at here? This was one. 194 uh we have a bunch of names to read from the kickstarter we did about a year ago that's gonna happen in episode 200 200 there's 200 episodes of this going to be that's <laughs> <laughs> right i love that our resp- will and my response is not wow that's so great it's Oh, there's 200 hours of this. More than that, that, each episode goes on for like an hour and a half. Is that where like Travis and I enter into contract negotiations and we will not settle for anything less than like $100,000 per episode? (laughs) And then you decide to just recast completely with all new people rather than pay our high demands for salary? That's what happened in episode 30. (laughs) Could be a possibility. That's a deep cut reference for (laughs) y'all. <laughs> uh well you can follow me and my deep cuts on twitter it's at dragging a lake otherwise uh this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are super effective history dungeon